You go first. You go first. You go first. No, you. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. You? <laughs> yes, I'm good, thank you. Great. <laughs> we've had to start this again. So we've asked each other now three times in the past hour how we are, and it's still good. We really are fine. We really it. are okay. We yeah. It. But welcome, everyone, to Doing Our Worst. Um, we're quite a few little podcasts in now, which we are. is nice. We're a few podcasts deep, and I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we're, we enjoy filming it. Recording yeah, it wrong. same. And I hope you're having a little cheeky rate and review while you're at it. Yes, if I were you, I would give it five stars, <laughs> but that's just me. Hint, hint, a hint, wink, wink, and nudge, nudge. nudge. <laughs> but let's dive in to today's episode all about boundaries. Yes. I'm oh, looking forward to this, this word. Mm. This word scares me. Oh, this word excites me. I know. We're, t- we're two different people when it comes to boundaries. I am very much better than I was. Very much. Um, Very much better. But boundaries, by God, have been non-existent in my life for quite a long time. Pretty much until I started my business, if I'm honest. Really? That I, yeah. Like boundaries, having my business allowed me to realize that I really need to do some work on boundaries. (laughs) That I have absolutely zero boundaries with anyone or myself. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. I, when I was younger, probably was more like that because we're not taught about boundaries. We're not taught about how to enforce boundaries or why they're important or what they even are. And as I've gotten older, I've realized I've had to enforce them. But I think I'm pretty good with my boundaries. Mm. Definitely work to be done for sure, as there always is. But I think I'm, I'm pretty good. But yeah, we've got very different experiences with boundaries. So this is going to be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, we do. I think when you said that as well, like I think there's like subconscious boundaries that parents put in, you know, like don't scream in the supermarkets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're more rules. Which is so annoying. But- boundaries are rules right like rules of life um so I think like subconsciously things are there and there's boundaries in school and you know you can't go to the toilet without putting your hand up or you know like whatever that is I know these are not very good examples of boundaries but I think you do kind of learn them um off the people that you're around and I think maybe yeah we were just never taught right yeah and I think you are either or maybe you either are taught them or you're not taught them based on your family. I think that's where mm. your first experiences with having boundaries or usually for most people, I think within a family dynamic can often be a lack thereof boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose we should probably start with saying, what is a boundary? Um, because I think people do get confused by boundaries and they think boundaries are walls, boundaries are for keeping people out, they're for keeping people at arm's length. Actually, it's the complete opposite of that. Boundaries mm-hmm. are just really you setting your personal limits and for actually teaching people how to have a healthy relationship with you and how to have a respectful dynamic with you. Mm. So well, there's a quote actually from Mark Groves, who is like, a, his title is a human connection specialist. Oh. Mm-hmm. But he's great. And he talks a lot about relationships and he has a quote, which I really love about boundaries. And it's talking about the difference between walls and boundaries. And he goes, walls keep everybody out, but boundaries teach people where the door is. And I really love mm. that. And I think that's the perfect way to describe a boundary. It's like, no, I want to have a healthy relationship with you. I want to have a good dynamic with you here is my limits and here's how I like to be treated. And if you want to do that, amazing. If not, okay, that's not going to work for me. You ain't coming in. You ain't coming in. You're going to walk into a wall, baby. (laughs) So I basically had no walls 
Odors. <laughs> you lived in an the open, open air. air. <laughs> it was breezy. <laughs> but I think my lack of boundaries in the past and, oh my God, my boundaries now are very hugely different and I do have boundaries and I have boundaries in lots of areas of my life with myself and with other people but prior to me starting my business and doing the work I have done on myself I think the lack of boundaries came from my necessant people pleasing Mm. because I was like there's no way I can tell this person that I don't want to do that because then I would upset them and they wouldn't like me and I don't like to not be liked That was what was happening all day, every day. That sounds exhausting. Oh, very tiring. And I think I I saw the most shift when obviously the Becky who lived here in the UK with the friends that I had prior to me moving to Australia and doing all the work I've done on myself. And then the Becky that came back from Australia, everyone was quite shocked at how different I was and how different it was to... I wouldn't say be my friend as such, but like how different I was with putting those walls, not the walls, with putting the door and saying, that's the door. If you want to come through, so be it. All good with me. But actually the retaliation that I had from the, some of the boundaries that I put up were, were, were interesting. It was real. Well, that's the thing about boundaries is that when you implement them and when you decide, okay, this is actually something that I can't do or I'm just saying no to this, people may react badly Mm -hmm. to it and Mm -hmm. they might not react favorably to you enforcing a boundary, which to be honest is only more evidence that that boundary is needed. Yeah. In that dynamic. Yeah. It is definitely that. And it's about them, not about you. It's because yeah, you've put, you've put it there and that's okay. And I think there's a space where I had to actually give grace and time and be patient with the boundaries that I was putting in because you can't just be one way for your whole life. All of a sudden you're then putting these boundaries in place and then expect everyone to be like, yeah, cool, no props. Like that wasn't me. Like that wasn't the Becky who left for Australia. I would bend over backwards for everyone at any point to the detriment of myself and my health and my happiness. Whereas when I came back, it was like, no, I I don't want to do that. And I don't need to do that and that's okay and we can find another way of doing it at another time but right now that's not working for me that's amazing so what did your boundaries used to look like in friendships like give us some specific examples maybe of things that you would have been like okay sure I'm gonna do that uh even though I really don't want to do it but I'm just doing it because Mm -hmm. if I don't I think you'll not like me or I'll make you upset and I really just don't want that to happen yeah so like I was a yes person basically just everything was a yes, regardless of if I wanted to do it or not. Um, I used to have this thing, (laughs) it's so stupid now when I reflect, but I used to say yes to so many people for like the same night, for instance. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'll sort it out when it gets there, or I'll go to this place for 10 minutes and then I'll move here for 15 and then I'll go to this place for 20. Like I used to try and fit it all in, but I used to say yes because I couldn't say no, knowing full well that one, two, three, maybe 10 people would be let down by me on that day because I knew I wouldn't go. I knew it. Yeah. You so actually I actually almost end up pissing them off on. more. Exactly. Exactly what I was about to say. Like I ended up actually being more annoying <laughs> because I would say yes, knowing full well that I don't want to go and then have to make some excuse up. Like I used to, I used to do this thing that was like, 
what illness could I have today? <laughs> like last week it was meninger cockle, so I can't use that one again. I mean, where did you pull that from? <laughs> I don't know. It's the first one that came to my mind, which is alarming. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like very, very big in my friendship group. And because I have horrendous FOMO, I could be like completely tired, don't want to go, but like the fear of missing out on that one thing. And before I left, um, not before I left, but probably around 2013, I used to have a group of, there was five of us called the Bezers and like there was five of us and we did everything together and like we were like this group that no one else was allowed in, you know, one of those friendship groups that you look back and you're like, God, we were ridiculous. Bitches, bitches. <laughs> no, we, we weren't bitches. There was like two guys and three, and three girls, like me included. Um, and I was actually dating one of the guys for for a while. So obviously it was just a very weird, we were performing artists. We used to do weird like shit oh, all the okay. time. Not, not in that way. Not in that way, guys. Not in that way. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> no gangbangs were had. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but it was just like this like, time where I couldn't miss out so even if I didn't want to go or there was something else on or I would miss something family orientated because of it like that was again because I had that fear of missing out or the people pleasing and that's that that's where the lack of boundaries came from so with my friends it was I was just complete yes 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 no matter what that's where I was before I left. Right. I don't, I'm trying to reflect back on when I was younger and I don't really remember it being an issue with me uh, in terms of, yes, 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 like I have, because I think, I think everyone has people pleasing in them to an extent. However, I think others worse than other people have it worse than others. And I wouldn't mm. say that this is an area of my life that I am really needing to work on. I think generally speaking I'm okay in that department always work to be done of course but I I'm looking back I'm thinking back to when I was younger and I don't remember being like oh I'll have to say yes or they won't like me or I have to do this or they won't like me there probably were instances of that happening but not enough for me to really remember it for it to be a solid memory I think with boundaries with me um I have definitely found that it's understanding my personal boundaries energy wise Mm -hmm. So recently, I remember that, I say recently, it was probably like five or six months ago now, I went on three dates with three different people in a week and I was You were knackered. (laughs) Because A, I didn't actually, I wasn't interested in any of these people. And by the end of it, I was like, I've just had three first dates with three different people. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's too much. I was really exhausted by the end of it. And you and I had a conversation about like, okay, this is a new boundary that we've discovered that you don't want or like to go on three brand new dates with three new people in a week. And then we also said to each other, like, right, say if I am dating and I've been talking to a couple of people or something and I do get asked on like multiple dates that week by different people. Look, I'm in demand, guys. Okay, it happens. Get in a line. Get in a wait list. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a wait list. Join the wait list. Link in the bio. It'll be in the show notes. Um, but I definitely found that I had to be like, okay, new new boundary for myself, like a new personal sort of rule in a way. I'll go on two new dates max in a week. 
And if someone else happens to ask me out, if I get in touch with someone from the wait list and they want to ask me out, then I will do that the following week. That is a hard boundary. And I actually recently had a situation where someone did ask me out on a date and I was so wrecked that week. I was so tired. I actually ended up saying to him, I was like, do you know what? Like, I would like to go out with you, but I am so burnt out and tired this week. Let's do a rain check for another time. Mm -hmm. And I felt zero guilt about doing that. And I didn't, I I was just, and I was totally honest with the reason why as well, you know? So I think I'm pretty good, but I do sometimes think sometimes in order to learn that a boundary, well, I think nearly all the time in order to learn that you need a boundary, sometimes it has to be crossed. Yeah, 100%. I think that was the biggest one for me um, in January of this year. Like I went from having like an ample amount of clients and really enjoying my timetable. And then I had like the biggest, hugest month in January in the business. And like all of a sudden I was having like 27 to 30 client calls a week. And I was like, what the fuck? I remember seeing your calendar (laughs) and vomiting all over my computer screen. (laughs) like it was ridiculous and because I hadn't been there because I hadn't done or held that amount of space and by god I held it and I learned so much about myself during that time which was amazing but I also learned okay I'm not here to have 27 to 30 client calls a week now I can see what I you know the minimum I can see the maximum and meet myself in the middle and then that boundary straight away was put in and I think like you said sometimes you have to go past the boundary to really feel and understand it to then put it in place don't you yes definitely to learn okay this is too much for me I'm exhausted I'm not enjoying myself this is actually making me unhappy let's take it back a notch and test a new boundary for myself but you said Mm. before that you left the UK moved to Australia and came back a very different person and that you think business was the the catalyst for you realizing I have no boundaries in my life so Mm. do you think it was enforcing these boundaries like the one you just spoke about with the too many client calls that made you then realize oh I need to reassess the boundaries I've got in my personal life like what was that process like I think it was more the work that I was doing on myself Mm. to begin with so like when I started doing self-development and then especially when I did my master's in NLP which is neuro-linguistic programming it's like a, a mindset tool technique formula that we use um there was a lot of talk of people pleasing when I did that training and it kept coming up again and again and again. And, you know, I think I'm sure she'll be fine with me saying this, but my mom is very similar to that. She will bend over backwards for anyone. She will give you anything. Like she would be, she would have two broken legs and she'd be like, Beck, I'll walk for you. It's okay. Like she would be like that. Not only that, I will carry you. (laughs) I will carry you too. You know, so I, I grew up in that and that is not me blaming my mom. Like, but it's where you learned it from it's the way I learn it and I think the more I did the work on that the more I was like holy shit like this is really something that I need to look at and I think that's when I started to bring in smaller boundaries for instance um I'm just trying to think if there was anything that I brought in they do say it's good to start small yeah it it was small it was small and maybe it was just you know practicing like I really had to practice saying no and I do that a lot more now you know I have this strategy that I have now if someone is asking me to do something or maybe a client asks to change a call or you know I try to put something in the diary I kind of zoom forward into that week and I go right I've done this on Monday 
this is probably how I'm going to feel on Tuesday. Am I going to want to go to that thing on Wednesday night? Probably not. Okay, it's a no for me. Mm. So I just started to learn how to forward think into what it was. And I think, you know, I had the best intentions of saying yes to everyone because I did want to be there. And I did, you know, I do enjoy being with a lot of people and, in you know, with friends, etc. But I would never put myself in the situation of what that week was going to look like and everything else that had happened around that. And I do that a lot now, which really saves my bacon yeah. all the time. And I think something that you sort of touched on there, which I think is really great, is that you've now learned to say no, which as a recovering mm. people pleaser is a very difficult thing to do. Oh, and it's solid. It's, it's a solid, solid <laughs> it's day's a work. Solid day's and I think that if you are someone that does struggle to say no or in the moment, we've all been put on the spot by someone, right? Oh, my God, you have to come to this. Are you coming tonight? And sometimes without really thinking you're like yeah sure I'll come and then you get home and you're like why did I say that it's Mm -hmm. okay to then go back and say hey I know I said I would I wanted to come tonight earlier do you know what I'm actually feeling really tired and burnt out or whatever your reason is you don't even actually have to give one but I think sometimes but sometimes it is helpful I I prefer giving a reason rather than someone just you know then someone just cancelling or just cancelling someone but of course you don't have to give a reason I'm actually not feeling up to it tonight and then just leave it at that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can go back and say no, just because you committed once to it verbally doesn't mean, or, yeah. or even non-verbally, even if you wrote a letter to the person, you can <laughs> you can always go back and you can say, hey, actually, mm, I'm not feeling up to it. I'm really sorry. Have a great night. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is you want to say, but you can do that. It's like the analogy, isn't it, with on the podcast that we listen to, um, where you know someone throws you the ball you don't have to catch the ball you could catch the ball and then put it down you could put it down for two days before you decide and then pick it back up like you don't have to constantly be there with the answers right then and there and I think that was a big thing for me um I did try not giving a reason a couple of times because I think that was really pulling me into like what illness can I have today you know like (laughs) because I felt like I had to make a make this bigger reason up to why I didn't want to go and sometimes you know for me this is my own experience but it feels really powerful me going like hey I actually can't come today how about this or how like not giving a reason because I felt like I had to to that you know to say no you can give and take with whatever example that you're in at the time but that felt really powerful for me to step into that and not have to give the migraine reason or the go-to. I love that you had to invent an illness. People would probably be like, she has got some serious issues. She needs do you to. know how many people I talk about that do that? There's so many people who say like they, you know, like they'll be like, mm, what can I have today? What, what so disease? So many people do it. <laughs> you're like nothing life And sometimes I am genuinely ill. So of if course. you've had, if you're, list, if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to the podcast and you're like, fuck, she has cancelled on me because she has a migraine. Sometimes I do. I do of get Of course. <laughs> yeah. And this is something I'm like, shit happens, right? Sometimes we have yeah. to cancel and sometimes we have to say, oh, look, I'm, I'm really sick. I can't do it. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But I also think sometimes... And I don't know if this is the case with you and why you felt like you had to cancel even if you had nothing on that night. You are wanting to spend time with yourself and recharge your batteries. And that's reason enough. 
you know, mm. one of my friends recently, she was, because it was the same thing with you. Like I was sort of forward planning my week and I was thinking like, right, like, how am I going to feel an X, Y, Z date? And she, and I had had a really busy week. I think I'd had like a friend's day for like three or four nights and I was with my family and it was just a lot of time spent with other people. And I'm someone that I love spending time with people, but I also need to spend some time alone just to like, like recharge the batteries. I'm not someone with like an abundance of energy anyway. I think I definitely need to, yeah, I'm a sleepy gal, but <laughs> who can't sleep and which is so fucking annoying. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic in itself. But I think sometimes as well, it's like, you can just, hang on. I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, I didn't feel bad. I just said to her, she asked if I wanted to catch up that night and I just spent four days with other people. And I said, Hey, look, I've actually just spent four days with other people. I just want a night to myself tonight, but why don't we do brunch on Saturday or something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I have zero qualms about saying that. And someone who is understanding and a reasonable person will come back and be like, no problem at all. Saturday yeah. brunch sounds great. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing when you're, when you're putting the boundaries in, like you make it more about you than you do the other person. Like a lot of the it time. It is about you. Yeah, like a lot of the time, the other people don't even care. In fact, quite a lot of times they're like, God, thank God she cancelled because (laughs) I really didn't want to go. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like we make it this big, huge story and feeling and that's what I used to do. Like I would literally add this whole thing that they would never speak to me again. And we, you know, so many things would happen Mm. if I did this. And actually it really is okay. And it's never like you know, if you are being the one who's being cancelled on, it's never about you anyway. Like it's it's more about the person. Like you said, we're putting those boundaries in. Um, I did it with a client, you know, I arranged to go and see a client not so long ago. And again, I had a really big week and it, it kind of sprung upon me and I felt like I was okay when I booked it in the diary. But I messaged her and I was like, look, I really just can't come today. It was a big, long drive. And she was like, yeah, no problem. But before I messaged her, I was literally like, she's a client and blah, 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 you know like I still have to go through that process like it's still something that, that I have to talk myself through to do that but it does get easier the more that you do it right yeah, it still triggers something in you and even just moving away from cancelling plans or not arranging plans and things like that there are so many other examples of boundaries that mm-hmm. can also be difficult to enforce as well one thing that I think you and I do really well is we are we've got <laughs> such a complex multiple facets multi multiple <laughs> faceted relationship right so you once hired me to help you with something in marketing i hired you to help me with mindset stuff we're really good friends and we are now podcast hosts together so we have got yeah. multiple different areas of relationships that i think sometimes people would really struggle with but i think mm. you and i are actually i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but i think we're really really good with our boundaries right <laughs> yeah. yeah we are and i think that was a you know we actually had that conversation like before before we started working together and you became my client like we did have that conversation that we were like mm. look we are very good friends and i think you didn't hire me for a long time because of that didn't you know you were like I really need you but I can't have you it was that sort of feeling (laughs) it's like a bad romantic comedy or something (laughs) and we did have that discussion where we were like okay if we were to do this how would it work because I don't want to lose friendship and I think when you get into that coach client relationship you know you are investing in me and I have to show up in a certain way but I still want to be your friend and I still want to 
chat to you and tell you all my worries and you tell me all yours on that different level. But I feel we do that so, so well because of the openness that we have within that boundary. Definitely. And I actually remember when I first went to pay you, I messaged you on WhatsApp because we use a different app to message each other for coaching stuff. So I always make sure like if the coaching is, if the conversation rather is coaching based, I'll always message you on Voxer. And for personal stuff, I'll message you on WhatsApp. So I think even just like that boundary is helpful. Um, But when I first went to, yeah, but when I first went to pay you, I remember being like, oh, can I pay you X amount of, like, I think I asked if I could pay in full or something. (laughs) Yeah. Bit of a flex. I was like, (laughs) can I just transfer that $1 million to, uh... (laughs) of course, I was in a wine bar at the time as well. So it was so fleeky. Exactly. And I was just on my private jet, just getting my personal (laughs) assistant to message you. And I just thought, but I asked you, I was like, is that crossing? And I actually asked you, is that crossing a boundary if I, if I just transfer it from my Australian account to your Australian account? Because Mm -hmm. at the time you were in Mm -hmm. Australia, you were moving back home and I was in the UK. And so sometimes just even asking, is this crossing a boundary? I don't want to be taking the piss right now because we've also experienced people that you're like, oh, that felt cheeky, but maybe to them, that is not a boundary to them because that's yeah. the thing. We all have different boundaries, right? So yeah, you could have come back and been like, actually, I prefer it all being done via Stripe or I would rather it done via this sort of invoicing service than you yeah. just transferring it directly into my savings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think just sometimes just floating the question and asking them, which I've had to do with my virtual assistant. I've had to say, how many hours have you worked for me this month? Because I really don't want to be violating your boundaries. I don't want to be taking the piss at any point. So please just, I want to have an open dialogue with you. I think that's something I really value in all my dynamics and all my relationships. Yeah. And it helps the boundary one be in place and two be stronger. Like I think, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Like it really does. It does support that. Um, and you know, the, there'll be times where we're having a conversation you're like, Oh, hang on. This is going into coaching a little bit. And we stop the conversation, don't we? And we'll either move into Voxer or we'll do it in the next session. And, you know, but just having that openness about it, which I think is where I lacked before I started doing work on boundaries is because I was like, so not open Mm. (laughs) to anyone because I was scared of what the repercussions would be if I was. Yeah, which is funny, isn't it? Because actually that openness is what allows you to have a really great relationship and a healthy relationship moving forward. Because otherwise what happens is I think resentment starts to fester. If you are not communicating your boundaries and that the fact that you feel like, oh God, that's been, I feel a bit like about that, not not really into that, but you don't enforce it or you don't say anything. And then that person then thinks that that's okay and they continue to do Mm -hmm. it and then you'll become more resentful. And then the relationship is more likely to, to... take a bit of a sour turn yeah. perhaps yeah. so yeah I think it's it's a big one but I, I, actually another personal boundary that I was thinking of is phone boundaries mm. which is again interesting because it's not a relationship necessarily with you and another person it's again with you and your time and your energy and Quite frankly probably the strongest relationship anyone has <laughs> is with their phone so let's sad. be honest yeah so so terribly sad <laughs> Oh, we're all addicted, aren't we? And it's really yeah. bad. And I, this is something I need to improve on. And I, I'm, I, I am good with it actually in the evening. I always put my phone mm. on flight mode. Mm. Um, and 
Yeah, so I think like that's something I do. And also the first hour of every morning, and give or take, sometimes there's reasons why I can't do this, but every hour of every morning, I have my phone on flight mode for the first hour of the day. I do not want to be waking up scrolling on my phone. I think it's so bad for you. I don't want to, I want to have some time alone where people aren't trying to contact me. So that's definitely something that I make sure I do. Do you have any sort of like personal boundaries like that? I think like the the work that I do on myself is a personal boundary. So Mm. like I do, I love doing the work so that it makes it easier to put the boundary in. I think sometimes, you know, when you're like, oh, I get to sit down and do some EFT tapping or I get to sit down and do this track. Um, And it's not like, I think it's weird because I hate being regimented. So Mm. I love structure, but I hate having like, 8am I do this and then I do this and then I do this so like the boundaries there that I have that space in the day to do that whenever that might be and I think that's really important for me um but again like I really had to work on that like I really had to work on that um to put that in and to put that in place and again now I'm saying it out loud like I'm very hard on myself so I will be like you haven't that's not enough that's not enough work that we've done on ourselves today or you know you haven't been to the gym today or you know whatever that is um but I think having that boundary in place that I can dip into has really helped me if that does that make sense yeah it's like an open boundary yeah and that's okay to have open <clears throat> boundaries with yourself actually I was doing a little, little bit of research before uh-huh. we clicked record on boundaries because I thought this was really interesting I think I think this is a really interesting topic I find it interesting anyway but I was reading something that a psychologist had written and they were talking about the various different types of boundaries so rigid boundaries open boundaries and healthy boundaries Mm. so rigid boundaries are the probably better described as walls so you're using them to keep people at a distance you're being detached even with intimate partners and you avoid you use them to avoid close relationships Mm -hmm. so it really is a wall to keep people out and an open boundary is what you were probably describing when you were younger the, the people pleasing so you're finding it hard to say no you get maybe too involved in other people's problems I've definitely done that actually when I was younger I remember a friend and her boyfriend had a very tumultuous relationship she would call me every single day and tell me about a fight they'd had. And I found myself getting so emotionally invested in this. I mean, mm. ridiculous. Whereas now, and I actually did have to enforce the boundary, um, and I'm very good friends with her still, but we did have a little patch there where we weren't such good friends because it really mm. started to affect the relationship because she kept staying with this partner. She's broken up with them now. But that was definitely a point where I didn't know that that was a boundary that I needed, and I had to learn almost by the point where it had taken a detrimental turn to the relationship that I needed to be like, I can't hear about this every day if you're still going to stay with this person because you're just sort of dumping the drama on me and then I have to walk away and see you guys together all the time. So it was a bit strange. So that's like an open boundary. And um, if you're oversharing with people, that might be an open boundary. Hello, the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so right now... (laughs) Right now, here we are. The irony, the irony. Um, And then healthy boundaries are the ones where you understand your own personal needs, you're able to communicate them. And you also, and a big part that we haven't really touched on about boundaries is you are accepting and understanding of other people's boundaries. Mm. You can't Mm. just be like, here are my boundaries. You can't do this. But then if someone enforces a boundary on you, 
then you get defensive, take it as a personal attack. So say, for example, you said to me, you're like, hey, look, I really can't do today, um, which you have done before, actually. You've said, you know, I really can't do today. Something's come up. I could then react like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I could get really angry at that or just be pissed off and be like, well, I've, I've canceled three things today in order to do this. Like, which is fine for me to maybe if it happened a few times, I could say something. Sure. But I would have to be accepting of your, of you implementing that boundary. And even like with my housemate recently, she had to set a boundary with me in regards to like using something in the kitchen and which was hers. And I was like, even though it's something that I personally wouldn't give a shit about, I was like, she mm-hmm. cares about it. So I have to mm-hmm. accept that if we want to have a healthy relationship living together, that's what I've got to do. I've got to be accepting mm-hmm. of that boundary. So mm-hmm. I think that's another really important part of it as well. Yeah. And I think sometimes like that feeling of, um, I don't know whether it's like rejection or doing something wrong can come up, can't it? Like when someone else puts a boundary in place and you're like, oh God, that feels like not very nice. It can like, feel like a rejection, yeah. Yeah, like when you said that, about your housemate like my heart went like because I'm so like I have to really think about dealing with those things and be okay with that but I think the more you can experience that together and again it comes back to that openness that you're you know you've had you have such an amazing relationship with your housemate that she felt okay to say that as well like I think that's really powerful too yeah and again I think if you're unsure hey do you mind if I borrow this thing just ask and yeah. then if they say, oh, do you know what? That's on them, them. You're asking the yeah. question. Then that's on them to be like, actually, I do mind if you wouldn't mind, blah, 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 blah. Fine. Yeah. No problem. I've asked yeah. the question. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes when people do enforce a boundary with me, I'm like, what the fuck? That's so stupid. Like I wouldn't. Like that is the internal dialogue sometimes. I'm like, I wouldn't care about that. Yeah. Um, but it's not my boundary. That's their no. boundary. And they, again, they are showing me how to have a healthy relationship with them. And then that boundary must be respected. If you yeah. feel like maybe a boundary is too rigid, those boundaries that are keeping you at a distance, or you're feeling like, actually, this feels a bit, sometimes people can use boundaries as an excuse to, again, avoid close relationship or, treat, sure. you, or treat you poorly. So say, yeah, for example, sure. you're in a relationship with someone and you really value that they, you know, keep in touch during the day or that, if they are on a flight and they land, they let you know that they're safe or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. if they're saying, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, that why? is more of a rigid boundary. It's like, <laughs> but why? Like, yeah. I want to do this so that we can have a healthy relationship or that we, I know that you're safe. You know, so there is obviously conversation that can be had as well. If you don't understand a boundary and if you're, under, you know, if you want to gain clarity on something, just ask the question. I think a lot can be solved with basic communication. <laughs> story a motto of the story exactly it's communication and I think that is that is boundaries right it's communication yeah because you know I had to I've put a lot of boundaries up in the business like I said and especially with clients because you know I could be in the app that we use is called Voxer which is what I use to speak with my clients like I could be in there all day Mm. every day weekends come rain come shine like I could be answering them and actually what that allows you to do is go like, oh, Becky answers on a Saturday, so I'll message her on a Saturday again. And it just kind of open your actions, give people permission to behave the way they do. Like you are giving them the full permission if that's the case. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, those were big boundaries that I set. And I remember having a conversation with one, with one of my clients and she was like, Beck, the boundaries that you've put in... So 
I'll give you a bit of a backstory. So we worked together quite a while back and she was one of my one-to-one clients and then she's worked with me again this year. And she was like, Beck, the way that you've shifted and changed and the boundaries that you've put in place now is incredible. And it's also like inspired me to really stick to my boundaries too. And I think you sticking to your boundaries allows people to go, ooh, okay, maybe I could do that in my life. It's a precedent, it's an example. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go on and use their boundaries. You know, like even when I was in Australia, that I found boundaries very hard because you're never fucking up in the same time that anyone else is bloody up in the world. And it was really hard. And, you know, like I got into the habit of checking my phone first thing because if I didn't, I wouldn't speak to anyone. I literally would not be able to speak to my family if I wasn't on my phone Mm. (laughs) at the first thing in the morning. And I then started to feel guilty. So I then wouldn't do my morning routine. And like it just, and I then, again, the resentment came in and I was like, for fuck's sake, like I've got to keep getting up. And the first thing I've got to do is speak to people. Um, And I had to put that boundary in place. And then actually when I came home to the UK, it was really hard because like my like, programming was to check my phone first thing to see what the world had been up to so again that was another boundary that I then had to shift and change because of where I was location based um so they can check you know boundaries can change things can happen people can come in and out of your life and I think it's having the awareness of where the boundaries need to be um that is really important and I think you can do that in two ways it's either overstepping the boundary and then you have a think about it or you can sit down and be like actually where am I missing a couple of boundaries that would really help me right now that would make me less tired or make me less resentful or make me do that not do the things that I don't like doing and that's really where I started with the boundaries that I put in do you still have your Voxer notifications on I do not Hey, I remember being with you when we went away together in um, Leeds and mm. your Voxer was going off all the time. And I was like, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> like yeah. that for me is a boundary I've had since I got Voxer. I always yeah. have my notifications turned off. Same for Instagram. My notifications are turned off. Oh yeah. No, no. Um, because I just don't want to be constantly looking at my phone all the time. Not that I still do, to be honest, but mm. I just don't want messages from clients to be coming through all hours of the night because then I would be checking it and then maybe feeling like oh well, I'm up now I may as well just reply but yeah. it's a boundary it's like no yeah. this is a personal boundary because I want to have a good work-life balance I want yeah, to exactly want to reply I want to get up and be like I'm ready to do this now you know yeah and you're always in a better energy in that sense if you've stuck to that and that's what it is then you answer it and you know what sometimes like if I have had a very, very busy day. Like say for instance, if I've had like clients back to back and I haven't got in Voxer at all, I will go in on an evening because people are investing in me to yeah. ask me questions in Voxer. Um, but I will always state like that this is a an anom- anomaly. An so, anomaly. An anomaly. Um, and that, you know, I will re- reply here, but, or I'll say, I'll reply to this in the morning. So I just really make sure that that's clear on what that looks like. Because again, you blur the lines, don't you? Yeah, you amazing. Yeah, I've also had people reach out to me and ask for help before our time has started working together. So mm. a client has signed on to work with me and then maybe they're not due to start until, say, January. And then they ask me a question in December. And people really struggle with this. And I know that people feel bad. They're like, oh, like, how do I say this without sounding like a horrible person or being mean? I think that's a big thing that people need to know and understand is that being assertive and maintaining your boundaries is actually 
being kind to both them and to yourself. There's no meanness involved. You can set a boundary and do it in a really lovely, respectful way. So for example, if this person reached out to me now and we don't start working together until January, I would say, hey, just setting, I literally say the words and I have done this in the past a few times. I'm just setting a boundary here. We don't actually start working together until January. I can't wait to start working with you. But in fairness to my other clients, that is when I'll answer your, all your questions. Can't wait to start yeah. working with you. Something like yeah. that. There is nothing mean in that message, but I very clearly said, hey, you're actually not paying for me right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We start so, together at this date. Yeah. So let's just keep it at that. Yeah, I love that. Hmm. And I think that is, it is again, the, it's the bravery to do that. That And boundaries you have to be brave to put in, especially when you haven't had them and people are used to you not having them and then you put them in. It's like, you know, I had... I had an instance when I came back in July where I put a boundary in and I had retaliation against it and I stood my ground and I was like, it's not happening. And they tried it with me. They tried many, many ways Mm -hmm. in many, many different situations to get me to come to this one thing. And I was like, no, like I'm tired. I've seen so many people. You can come to me. That is fine. But I'm not traveling there tomorrow. Like, I, I, I just remember can't. this. I was with you, wasn't I? Yeah. 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 Um, and that was really, really hard because I had been that yes person to them the whole time that they'd known me. So it was really hard for them to receive that because I hadn't ever been that person. Um, but... Um, go on. You stuck, go, no, go, you st- go. I was going to say you stuck to your guns, right? And Yeah, I did. And, yeah. and it felt really fucking uncomfortable. Like yeah. the most uncomfortable I felt. You were with me, right? Yeah, I was, I was having, a, having a mare back end. <laughs> a back end mare. A back end nightmare. <laughs> but, it's, but people will sometimes react like that. And these are people that probably are less familiar with boundaries themselves. In mm. fact, I can almost guarantee that these are people that lack boundaries themselves. And so when you enforce a boundary, they're like, well, they take it as a rejection or they take it, oh, she's being really selfish right now. That might be how they view you. And that is a them problem. That is not a you problem. I think the area where a lot of people do struggle to enforce boundaries is with families. Oh, yes. Because that is not as simple as a client saying, hey, I've got a question for you. And then I'm saying, hey, actually, we don't start in January. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And there are certain expectations in, in different family dynamics. I will put my hands up and say I am very lucky that my family do not have this problem. Um, I never really feel like my boundaries are being that we, we just I think we're just very well maybe this is why I feel boundaries aren't an, a huge issue for me is because I feel like I've always had boundaries in my family and we don't have yeah. a super enmeshed life like we're close but we're not like all up in each other's business and yeah, they same. don't expect me to do certain things and I think that um, I've been very lucky in that sense has that been the case for you or yeah, do you yeah 100% like even so though like, like boundaries hasn't been like a thing that I put in place from the beginning but like very respectful of all of us and if I you know maybe I would there was a conversation that I had to have with my mom actually and again this was a me problem not a her problem like I was allowing her to feel that I had to ring every morning and I was making this big story that you know every time I woke up I had to ring her because I had to check in because she was on the other side of the world and yada 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 and you know I was like god I speak to you more now in Australia than I did in the UK (laughs) so I like put this weird thing there and it was making me really not angry but it was making me like 
oh God, like now I have to ring her. And I was like, I never want to feel this way to ring my mom. Like yeah. I want to be excited to ring my mom whenever I want to ring her. And I remember having a conversation with her and she was like, Beck, this is completely something you have made up. This is a you. For yourself. Thing. This yeah. is a you, like in the, in the most beautiful way she said it. But yeah. she was like, I would never expect you to ring every day. And I don't expect you to ring every day. It's, it's a story that you've put there. And I just remember being like, yeah, I think sometimes... I do that where I kind of create this big rigmarole around, you know, the situation um, where it's not that at all. And and that's probably, you know, a, a programming that I have, hence why I didn't put the boundaries in, because I would make this big story about me putting the boundaries in and what would happen if I did. So it was just that practice. And I think guilt is a really common Ooh, theme yeah. here. You know? And guilt is like such a useless emotion. Doesn't take you anywhere. Doesn't do anything. It's not forwards moving. It's not backwards moving. Yeah. Like, it's not moving anywhere. I think, I think the only time that guilt can be useful is where, I mean, sometimes I actually think guilt can be useful. I think sometimes if we need to know when we've done something wrong. If you, question, if you can question yourself. Yes. And, and if you genuinely it, have, yeah. yeah. And if you genuinely have done something wrong, but if you're like, look, I haven't called my mum seven days this week. Yeah. Have you done something wrong? You know, you haven't. Yeah. So it's okay. And I think being able to sit with yourself and taking a beat before you respond to someone, whether that be a message or even in real life, I'll think about it. Like, as we just said, um, with that analogy about catching the ball, uh, which was from an, a podcast called Best Friend Therapy. You know, if someone throws you a ball, you don't, you don't have to catch that ball straight away. You can watch it fall to the side or you can catch it and put it down later or you can throw it back to the person. Like there are so many different ways that you can enforce boundaries. But I do have to say that I think because both of us are lucky with our family dynamics and we do have families that are understanding of our boundaries and and Mm -hmm. vice versa, that's something that maybe we can't touch on as much in this. True, true. But yeah, yeah, I think hopefully there's been a few little little takeaways for this one. For sure inspired you to go out and put up your walls and put in some doors. Open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think it's that, like, to reflect, it's the the openness, it's the practicing them, isn't it? It's like all the things where you're putting them in place and it might not happen straight away and you might have to build on your boundaries exactly like I have. You know, there's still a hundred boundaries that I would love to have in place, but I have to do it slowly for me because it's not, it doesn't come naturally for me and that's okay. Like, you know, have that space, have that time. And just like Katie said, you don't have to say yes straight away, no matter the peer pressure that you might have at that time. You know, the more that you become that, the better it becomes. And, you know, like even for instance, my brother at the moment is on a very rigorous calorie counting regime with you know and he's done incredibly well I've never known anyone hold a boundary like he has during the process of him like losing the weight and building the muscle that he wants to build and it's been so powerful for me to see because I was like wow you can do that like and I actually have got to a point now where I'm not asking if he wants to go to breakfast because I don't want him to put I don't want to put him in the space where he then has to go Beck, come on, you know. you know, I'm, you know, I can't, you know, I can't do that. And he's done that so well. It's been such a beautiful thing to see with my family and, and how he's deal, dealt with that with mom and dad, because dad is like, 
you know, his love language is cooking. So he now can't cook for my brother. And, you know, there's lots of things that he's had to deal with, but him just sticking to that. And he's done that since August. Now everyone's like fully on board. Mm -hmm. P.S. Can't wait for Christmas because he he's not calorie counted on Christmas day. So we'll go crazy. If there's a day, (laughs) if there's a day to not calorie count, it's Christmas. But I also think that if someone is not respecting a boundary, so like you said, you got some pushback recently, right? Mm -hmm. From someone and you had to stick to your guns and you had to be like, I've said. And sometimes you can almost, <laughs> because the dynamic that I see in my mind when someone is not listening to a boundary is like a parent and a child. Yeah. And the child's like, but my, I want the, you know, like screaming mm-hmm. in the aisles wanting this toy. And you're like, no. And you can actually say to them, this is a boundary of mine. Like, I want you to respect that. Yeah. And you can even say to someone like, the reason why I'm doing this is because I do want to have a great relationship with you. I mean, it obviously depends on the the, um, the boundary right, that's right. being enforced here, but you can actually say, if someone keeps pushing back and pushing back and push, pushing back, hey, Becky, I've said that I'm not coming tonight because I'm really exhausted. I am sorry to let you down, but I will see you another time. You know, and just foot firm, that's it. And sometimes yeah. boundaries can be nonverbal. You know, if they kept pushing back, kept pushing back, you don't need to respond. You have said no. no that's it you know and you can still enforce that boundary in that way i agree i agree oh this has been such a good chat so good nice reflect as well so um what boundaries are you putting in place audience what are you gonna do i'm cutting all you guys off and fucking up out of here (laughs) this is the last podcast (laughs) this will be the last time you hear from me Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure that you're sharing with friends, um, that you're leaving a review, that you're rating. It really just really helps us to get in front of more ears and more eyes and spread the conversation. I think it's been a really useful conversation for both of us and for those listening. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.